The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Welcome to the Kimmer Show podcast on Extra 106.3. Hey, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. How's it going? You know, don't forget to check out my goofy little website, thekimmershow.net, for all things Kimmer. Well, well, you still here? Go check it out. Come on. Um, and, and, and by the way, uh, you know, as, well, you just we just gave the obvious, as you can tell. I don't know. I'm really not a social media guy. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really enjoy. I don't, you know, I don't do uh, cutting and pasting or stuff or, or you know, th- make stuff on my. Computer. I remember when I first started board hopping for you, and I'd have to come into your office sometimes, <laughs> and you would be copying and paste something. You'd be like, "Come on, come on, mother <laughs> God, come on, you bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I just have no way. I just don't want. I don't want to be bothered. I just, and so I fall for tricks. And by the way, for that young lady who pranked me and wanted me to Google, uh, I think she wanted me to do it in public to Google the phrase "chocolate nut buster." Uh, that is not. That is not a candy bar. <laughs> so, so, so thank you very much. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, so how you doing? It's uh, well, this is kind of our Christmas show, and again we'll be back next week, and everything will be fine. I hope you have. Uh, did you guys have Christmas plans? By the way, are you uh, now, Pete? You're most. Yeah, it looks like I've actually fi- I've got a family again, so we'll see what. So you happens. staying here now it, yeah, after the Thanksgiving debacle. Yes. I assume that they're going to. Tr- yeah, they, yeah they, they, they changed it, then they canceled it, and yeah. they only told me about one of those. Yeah. So anyway, so now, what, now Flounder, you got your family here. Everybody's yeah, I'm going to go over to my dad's tomorrow afternoon, late afternoon, and we'll uh, cook some steaks and wrap presents for the kids and then we'll go over to my brother's uh, Christmas morning and hang out with them and Excellent. watch the kids Good. open okay. the presents and all that and, and, and Christmas traditions do you open presents do you, do you all get together as a family and yeah again before my mom passed what we would do is everyone would come to our house Christmas Eve in the neighborhood we'd have like we, we grew up in a cul-de-sac yeah. so a lot of the people in the cul-de-sac a lot of people would go to church on Christmas Eve and then they would stop by our house and have some drinks and stuff and then Christmas Day my gra- we'd go to my grandparents house hmm. now do you open presents on Christmas morning we Christmas Eve. Uh, growing up, me and my brother were allowed to open one present on Christmas yeah, Eve. Same here. Yeah. What about you, Pete? Traditions? Well, we uh, slaughter the albino bull. <laughs> it has to be perfect in every door. way. <laughs> <laughs> perfect in every No blemishes. Uh, we used to go uh, get together and we would open family stuff Christmas Eve and eat. And then the hmm. next day we'd get up and the kids would open... The, yeah. their presents yeah. and there may be yeah. a surprise for one of the adults you know yeah. you never know yeah. well, one of the things we used to do for Christmas is my father my dad could do everything the same way my grandpa he could fix a car he could, my father uh, basically built our first house he put in the wiring he did the plumbing I mean, it was unbelievable um, and he used to have, he had a workshop down in the basement as we were going up as kids and he every year he would have us come down and make something out of wood or a make actually make a toy for the other kids in the family. It might be a tugboat or a truck or, I mean, whatever. But we would, you know, you, you would 
carve it and, and sand it and paint it. And, you know, it really was a thing. And it was really, it, it was really kind of special that you hand, when you handmade something. I mean, it really was a tradition that, of course, it's been long gone now. Who's got a, who's got a work, who's got a workbench in their face? But he would sit under the tree and he would hand out the presents one at a time. <laughs> so the, we, the youngest always hand out because they were always, oh, let me do it, let me yeah. do it. So we always let the youngest. Yeah, yeah but it's funny the way, you know, and everything was fine. And we'd have, we'd have, we'd have to have orange juice on the stairs and he would take a, pic, a family picture every year of us sitting on the stairs having our orange juice or whatever on the stairs coming into the room. Big treat for you I, New Englanders, <laughs> huh? The old I orange juice. What can I tell you? <laughs> uh, by the way, Scotty the Window Guy says, in our family, we do the feats of strength. <laughs> it's a Festivus tomorrow, miracle. <laughs> tomorrow is Festivus. Later, the grievances. <laughs> We're airing of grievances. And boy, do I have some grievances for you, Flo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I freaking love it. Um, let's see. Before we get to Christmas stuff, we'll talk about a lot of Christmas stuff and some Christmas humor, hopefully, some things. Yeah. Um, also, um, a couple of quick news stories that I, I, we really do need to mention of a couple things. Uh, and, uh, again, it's silly to do a news-type comment because we're a podcast so who knows when you're going to listen but as we speak it's thursday the 22nd of december tomorrow's low is going to be 11 uh, tonight's seven yeah so i mean you know i mean uh so we're definitely in for it and it reminded me and i'm trying to think uh flounder i don't think you had started yet but that was it 2014 or 15 where we got trapped in the 13. office 13 march of 13 wasn't it no i didn't start till november of 13 so it must have been march of 14, 2014 about? we were we were there before we were there because my brother and i went to england in march of 2013 so we actually started november 2012 i think no we, no no he, not 12 2002 no, 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 no. 2012. When we started, when we were up in that little office at at, at, at Succulus, uh, we were we were trapped in that little office. Remember, I didn't start work until November 2013 after my I had my heart attack. No, November 2013. Almost eight he, years. I remember was, when I had my heart attack. It was January of 2014. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you lost well, a year. <laughs> that was yeah, Snowmageddon. We lost, I lost a year. Lost that a was year. Snowmageddon. Was that the snow? Was that what they called it? Because it was an ice storm. It wasn't really snow. It was no, an there ice was storm. two. There was two different ones. Yeah, that, Snowmageddon that, was something else. Was later on. Yeah. There was snowpocalypse. Wasn't snowpocalypse. It? Yeah. But what did we call the ice storm? It was I forgot what we called it. Wasn't it? No, Isorama or ice 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 or some stupid name. I forgot. But anyway, we remember we got trapped, and I think it happened twice that winter. Yeah, it did. And the first time we couldn't. The problem it was so icy that nobody could leave the parking garage. I mean, literally, you well, couldn't drive in the cars. Could. Well, well, well. But at first, nobody could leave the parking garage, and then the problem was that the cars were all getting into fender benders and wrecks, and there was no nobody could move. I mean, yeah. every street was blocked with ca- cars running into each other. I mean, literally, you couldn't you couldn't drive, and so we and I didn't have any of my medicine. I mean, this happened quickly. We really didn't plan for it, nope. and so I hadn't brought my medicines that I take twice a day at a night. Stuff you know. Anyway, so we had to sleep on the floor on a chair or something in the you know in the upstairs area um and then was it the first ice storm or the second one where you made it out i don't remember whatever at one time uh, a pete at the time was driving a honda uh, civic si was it one of those no, electric things f- i've never never will drive okay. an electric car right, but it was it was one of those uh it, it was a honda it, civic si it wasn't okay. anything exotic okay uh, pete was driving a honda civic not exotic S-I. S-I. <laughs> i was driving a rather ex- a high-powered ridiculous car okay at the time so uh, pete says oh hell i'm gonna go home screw this i'm gonna see if i can make it home i'll take my chance and i'm gonna pete you're crazy you're crazy you won't even get out of the garage so i get down here and off he goes <laughs> 
<laughs> right up the ramp. And again, we were parking down below, so you have to yeah. go up a ramp first. And if you go sliding back and forth, so Pete made it out. I mean, again, because he had low torque and low it's whatever. A, it was a lightweight car. Yeah, it was a light car and everything. It was he didn't and spin it going up, yeah. you know. And so he took off. But was it was that where you got pulled over by the cop? No, that was like early on. Because hey, I didn't have it, a license storm, tag. <laughs> no, it was in the summer. I thought. Uh, anyway, I but, anyway uh, but 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 you made it home in, in uh, a couple hours, yeah, made, didn't you? I made it home pretty easy that day. The snowpocalypse. It took me 13 hours to get home. Yeah. Uh, and I tried after he left and made it. I said, "Well, hell, I'm going to try it too." So I started my car. I made it about four feet up the ramp, and I went, and it was I couldn't drive it. It wouldn't it wouldn't catch. It was too it was too much torque. So I stayed there uh, for like two nights. Couldn't leave. It's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, but remi- uh, reminded me of the time. And it was so we got, and I don't know whether we're going to have any ice. It's just going to be cold. But is there, I don't Boy, know if We lucked rain. out. If it hadn't. If I don't it, think there's rain in the forecast. If it did today what it did yesterday, Might we'd have be been over. doomed. Yeah, where nobody could move. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think we're going to, I think it's going to be clear, but. Wait a minute. You freezing. promised us snow. We could, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Anyway, it reminded me, 1973, I believe it was. I came here in 1972. I was working at the radio station, and I, I did the morning news, and I would go cover Jimmy Carter at the Capitol. And in January, it was either 73 or 74, we had a horrible ice storm in Georgia, and it just, I mean, a week. It, it shut down the state a week for a, it, at least a week. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. The first one I'd ever experienced like that outside of Minneapolis or Chicago or something. Um, anyway, so so this, what happened was the governor was going to take a helicopter tour of the damage of the ice storm, and uh, they wanted me to go with him. Busby. No, Jimmy Carter. Was this is 1973 or 74. Uh, it was January of either 73 or 74. And, uh, and so they wanted me to go with them in the helicopter. So I get, I go out there and hop in the chopper. It's Jimmy Carter and the head of the uh, National Guard or whoever it was, DNC or something, DNR or whatever, uh, and a state patrol. And it was a pencil pushing reporter and me. I don't. I think that might have been it. Anyway, so there are four of us, three or four of us in the chopper. And by and by the way, we took off. It was stunning to look at the picture yeah, from up above. It looked like a, a crystal chandelier. Everything was coated with ice. Phone poles, mailboxes, cars, trees, People. everything. Cows. Houses. I mean, you literally. It, it was just a crystal chandelier. The whole state, mm-hmm. as far as we could see, all North Georgia was just a beautiful crystal chandelier, like it had been coated. I mean, it was unbelievable. And but the funny part was when we get, when we get done. And we pull in down to the airport, uh, and, we, and, and the, all the TV camera crews are there waiting to interview Jimmy Carter to see to talk about what he was doing. So I'm the first one off the helicopter. How you doing? Good to see you, everybody. And they're all screaming and yelling to get the hell out of the way so they could see the governor coming off the chopper, which I thought was fairly amusing. We lived in our living room <laughs> by the chimney for a week. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't remember how I ever got home. We were out power. No power. For a week. It, I, I, you know, I honestly, I'm not making this up. I don't remember how the hell I got around, our, how you, I got our, home that for those Our butts days. would freeze to the toilet seat. I it mean, was it that was, cold. Yeah, it was brutal. It was, I mean, that was, that was January something or other. I uh, just, un- and there was another one about 10 years later in 83, I think. Oh, we've had a we've before had before then uh, a, yeah. a nice storm hit. We've yeah. definitely we've we've definitely had some, but now a couple of quick uh, happy happy talk things for our fun for our Christmas show. Uh, what do snowmen call their offspring? Children. <coughs> Sorry. Um, <coughs> why do Donner and Blitzen get to take so many coffee breaks? 
because they are sent as Starbucks. <clears throat> How did the ornament get addicted to the Christmas spirit? Well, he was hooked on trees his whole life, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. He's hooked oh. on trees, you see. Sorry. What does Santa suffer from if he gets stuck in the chimney? Claustrophobia. That was one of mine, <laughs> so you bastard. <laughs> I think we have the you same bastard. List. Uh, what's every parent's favorite Christmas carol? Silent Night, children. <laughs> Why did Santa's helper see a therapist? Because he had low elf esteem. <clears throat> What do you call a bankrupt Santa? St. <laughs> <Saint> Nicholas. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Can you get that special song ready from last, <laughs> that I told you about last night? Yeah. And we'll, right so we'll, we'll like <laughs> you can cheer up right the, now. The, the listeners after this. <laughs> go ahead, play it. <laughs> no, do you have it ready to go? Or? We, we've been remiss. What we, we do? We've done a lot of Christmas stuff, yeah. but we've forgotten the greatest Christmas carol of all time. We haven't done it yet. So we're going to do it now. Well, for this is clearly my fault. Well, it's all our faults. We just forgot. We forgot oh, about damn. this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm trying to remember. Don't look over here at us. The, the look at me. All right. Don't look over there. Oh, no. I can't see anything. All right. I'll <laughs> I'll be, I'll be about you. It'll be decorations of red, 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 red on a green, green, a green Christmas tree. It will, it will be the same there if you're not here with me, 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 and when those it'll be blue, it's that snowflake. story concerning uh, sort of the uh, Christmas spirit of the Virgin Mary uh, in the back of our minds. Uh-oh. A woman takes her 16-year-old daughter to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, okay, Mrs. Jones, what's the problem? The mother says, well, it's my daughter, Darla. Uh, she keeps getting these cravings. She's putting on weight. She's sick most mornings. A 16-year-old girl, the doctor gives Darla a good examination and turns to the mother and says, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but your Darla is pregnant. Mm. Well, about four months would be my guess. The mother says, pregnant? She can't be. She's never even been left alone with a man. Have you, Darla? Darla says, no, Mom, I've never even kissed a man. 
Well, at that, the doctor walks over to his window and just starts staring out the window. Five minutes pass, the mother and her daughter are wondering what the hell is going on. Finally, the mother says, uh, Doctor, is there something wrong out there? <laughs> the doctor says, no, no, not really. It's just that the last time anything like this happened, a star appeared in the east, and three <laughs> wise men came over the hill. So I'll be damned if I'm going to miss it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that segment from the Kimmer Show podcast. Be sure and check out the full thing Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for free, and you can tell why, at thekimmershow.net. You're listening to the Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 1063. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. And now back to the Kimmer Show podcast on Extra 106.3. Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. In need of a Kimmer fix? Well, that's what she said. Head on over to the Kimmer Show, Dunn, and get all things Kimmer. It's right there on your actual fingertips. As I mentioned, Sunday's uh, kind of a, a work day for me in various things. And I do I have, like, segments of things. And after the stable, I was running some errands, and I got back to the house, and it was time to, uh, to see what anything was going on in football. So I, I think I put it on uh, Channel 4, on, and it wasn't foot, the football show. It was soccer. And I'm thinking, oh, God, we got that. Oh, that's right. It's that stupid soccer match, which, of course, is, is a it'll be. Yeah, it's not just a stupid soccer match. <laughs> to me, it's a stupid soccer match, but it's the biggest thing in the history of the world because of Lionel Messi in Argentina, and he's never had a thing. I mean, it was like, it's a whole thing. If you're not a soccer fan like me, you have no idea that this is bigger than the Super Bowl. What, oh, happens, what happened yesterday is bigger than the Super Bowl by fifth times I mean, ten. It's just, if you would have looked at the shots they had on Twitter of Argentina and how many oh, people were the, the world every bar in, in the world was you know I mean anyway so as, as perspective because I did I really you know I'm still getting used to this whole enormity of it okay so I'm sitting I'm watching oh crap it's freaking soccer so I said well I, was, I had like five minutes before I had to do something so before I hit the car again so I'm looking at the thing and all of a sudden I see Messi make an incredible kick goal 
which broke the 2-2 tie. I think, I think that's what I was looking at. Oh, no, first, oh, first, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I sit down, and I'm watching, and I turn on the soccer. So then I start text. I text Pete and Flounder. And I can't, I will, I will use, I will change one word in my text. But here's what, <laughs> here's what I texted Pete and Flounder while the soccer game was on. So I text, quote, to Pete and Flounder, quote, can't loving believe I'm loving watching loving soccer. And it, loving, of course, not the word. I, and then about three minutes later, I see Messi score at, if you remember the goal, it was didn't he kick it sideways or he did he just flipped his leg. Someone he took a shot and the and the goalkeeper blocked it and the goalkeeper when he blocked it it went directly at Messi and Messi put his foot up and he was yeah, able to score it, the goal. It was like a you know a bing bang boom. It was just a great goal. I mean and I thought oh man how cool is that? And it was Messi and I knew that was big so I thought wow and he, and and he it broke a two two tie three to two. There's still I think ten minutes because it was overtime by then right? Was yes, it, it, that was uh, the extra first period overtime. or something? Anyway so uh, so then I text back to Pete. And flounder and i said Oop, looks like i watched at the right time uh, a, a messy great score okay so then everything is fine and then shortly after that okay here's what i know how much you know about social media and i'm really embarrassed about this so anyway so i did watch i did watch some soccer oh in fact one update on the soccer thing and then we actually talk about soccer before we get into our other news as things. opposed to right now no well i mean we're still talking <laughs> soccer but i've got to get this out i've got you know let okay. me set this up okay all right so uh, so i'm still watching some soccer uh and then shortly after that, or sometime after that, Pete sent out a video of a cat uh, meme, meme thing where a guy oh. is, uh, the, uh, there was a picture. Did you put it on Facebook? I don't know if you, if you I, no, I can't. It was I, on Instagram, I think. Okay. And it's a video. It's a short video of a, all you see is a cat's face and a guy poking the cat's face gently, poking, making it like he's dialing a phone. And you hear, do, 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 And then, and then he puts the cat's ha- uh, paw up to his ear and he goes, meow. And so it's a cat like <laughs> being a phone. I mean, it's funny. It's a, it's a 10 second funny video. Okay. So I thought, God, my daughters and my favorite ex-wife would love that. So I the little box next to the because it was on a tw- it was a Twitter, fa- uh, Instagram, whatever. There's a little box there, and if you hit that little box, it's like a message thing, and then it brings up your list of message people. And so I sent it to my uh, my uh, uh, kids, my favorite ex-wife, because they're cat people and they nope cat people. Okay, then all of a sudden I I close it down and I open it back up, I open up the uh, texting thing again on my phone. I realized, oh my God, I sent the whole. Ch- chain of all the text that I have not erased for weeks between Pete and Flounder. What, is this too much? No, well, one, you shouldn't have done that. And two, Rocco says, oh, my God, Kimmer reading his text, a sport he can't stand. Ring the bell. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost over. All right, anyway, so then, and then the problem was, and now when when Pete and I text every morning, I don't erase them because you send me videos, I send you videos, and I don't want to erase them in case we need them. So I've got a whole, you know, the text, we go go back weeks and weeks and weeks that I have not erased. And the problem is, I also uh, write down things in those texts to Pete and Flounder that I don't want my kids to hear, you know, bad language and dirty you know whatever so so then i texted my family and i said oh, oops so i said oh my god oh my god uh, here's what i said quote i only meant to send the last very cat thing please don't go through all my stuff with the boys uh it goes back months and very private so sorry to overload and then and i opened it up again and realized i didn't send i only sent them the cat thing i sent you guys all the other <laughs> so i was such an idiot so i was in i was 
tormented for I don't know how, I just I hate this I hate I hate everything about this so anyway so that so that's fine <laughs> so I was wrong twice uh, causing myself misery and everything's gonna be fine okay now let's talk about the soccer game well Mark says listening about soccer <laughs> I'm gonna have to wrestle a bear to get my manhood back <laughs> <laughs> Mark we're all in you know they we need to talk about this it's a huge it's a thing great sporting event in fact I'll tell you one other thing I did I deliberately taped the uh, midnight Pelt. Scott Van Pelt show and I I taped it so I could see the the highlight because I didn't see all the uh, now, you missed all, a good I missed part. all of the highlights and then the problem is uh, ESPN didn't have the highlights because they had ball games on all night so there yeah. was no way I could get any highlights until the next morning and so I taped the mid at midnight so I could at least watch the highlights and see the scores and stuff like that because I do like I mean I like action and I like to see you know great athletic events and this was worth doing so I actually even went on my way to tape so I could see the highlights with Scott Van Pelt today so okay now uh, the game obviously I mean and, and by the way when the shootout is it a specific number they all get like four shots or what they take an individual. The guys are still there. They pick like five guys, and they have five shots per team. They all each gets five, and then whoever, and then if they all tie it, they, they all get keep five going until they, they going miss to, one. Okay, so right, but they all get five. At, 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 they get when five. It's tied at the end, Unle unless they keep missing them, and they, there's no way they can catch up. Okay. Like if they miss three, and the other team already has two or three. Well, they're yeah. not going to be able to catch them. So. Right. But 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 you, but no. Okay. So the fight. It was it the last one that that did it, or was it the last one? The last one that did it, because I, I wasn't no. I didn't hear that at all. But that's pretty. And then of course they have to take off their shirts and run around on their knees. But just anyway. Uh, no no. Uh, but uh, uh, talk. What do you want to say about the soccer thing or uh, flounder? Were you uh, glued to it the whole time and all this stuff or what? I mean, I wasn't glued to it, but I. Wa I mean, I, I watched it. I was doing some laundry and stuff. But when when. France scored the f the PK goal. Then I was like, "Wow, okay, we got a game here." Because the first half there was no momentum. Argentina had the game. First eighty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then See, what happened? Right, you know, and then what happened? What 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 happened was is Argentina's first sub. They took out the guy who scored the first goal and brought somebody in. Second goal. Second goal. And that guy who they brought in is who caused the foul to where France got the PK. Oh, was that the tripping thing or something? I, something I like that. Yeah. But again, their, their first Hit sub the was the problem. Oh, was that the elbow thing? Yeah, well, that that's called a handball because you can't yeah, block Yeah, but he ricocheted off his elbow. But that doesn't seem like You can't do that. It's yeah, against the law, especially in the penalty box like that. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Did, you, did you see any guy on the bench just crying? Yeah. I, can't yeah. believe like, that I may have caused the loss. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Him, well, hey, but it's not his, you know, it's not like he you did anything two wrong. two best players. You have maybe the best player of all time in Messi. You got the best player right now in the last four years, Mbappe for France, and they're both doing exactly what they're yeah. supposed to do. They showed up. They yeah. led their teams. I mean, he had a hat trick. You can't do any more than Mbappe did. He yeah. scored two goals in like and a that, minute and a half. Isn't that the first second goal he had? Isn't that the first hat trick ever? in the World no, Cup? No, there's I been think? one more in the final. Somebody else did it in the final. I forget who it was. There was some first time ever. A German guy. I think I, some German guy did it. Not Beckenbauer. I heard there was some first time ever. Goebbels or Gehring or somebody did it back anyway. in the 40s. But obviously it was an enormous thing. It, uh, it's huge. To me, and I said on my show, there's no greater pressure that a man or woman could feel unless you're either in brain surgery or in war or somebody's got a gun pointed at you. I can't think of any bigger pressure than the whole world and you know what you do right then with that kick will make your life. Good or bad. <laughs> I mean, just we'll make your life. Remember, remember, they killed the guy in Columbia, Columbia. Who's, a, a yeah. week after the game. He was dead. Well, 
It's that I serious. Get, well, it is for, yeah, I, not it's, to me, it's, but it's I can see It's that serious everywhere outside of America. Yeah. No, it's getting, getting it's serious get, It's here. getting that way, but it's not, Well, I, we, we don't have the culture like that. We moved here into Cap County in the, the late 60s, early 70s. We were told, gosh, soccer is the next big thing. It's, DeKalb is, it's always been huge. Because it was the DeKalb. biggest youth yeah. sport in America. Yeah, yeah, but it just never has got, because our yeah. best athletes still don't play it. Well, on the other hand, you know, Bill Buckner is still alive, and you know, no, so he's not. He's dead. well, no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. They murdered Bill Buckner. Oh my God, they murdered him. Well, they made his life hell. <laughs> they did, yeah. That, and he went back, and I thought they tried to forgive him, but they did. They did. Boston finally, Boston finally did, after they won another yeah, one. Finally, yeah. Anyway, I, I, that's it, it's an amazing the World Cup. I and to me, for some reason, I've I did pay attention to this World Cup, and I don't know whether it's because you were. In, you guys were talking about it so much, but in years past, it was it every four years? How, how often do you have it? Every four years? Every, What's, four, years. every four years. Yeah. And it's coming to America when? Next one? Yeah, yeah in four Next. years it'll be here. And there's, a, I don't, there's re, I don't ever play in There's a couple games Athens. in Mercedes. Or Mercedes? Yep. So they're not playing Athens, they're going to play here. I think they're playing Mercedes. I think you're right. So it's going to be right here. The craziness wow. is going to be right oh, here. Oh, boy. Oh, that's going to be a nightmare. And by one of the one of our players, and United, was on Argentina. So now he's a World Cup winner. So oh, that's boy. cool. Um, but I, I, the reason I mentioned, I can't remember in, in all my years of broadcasting, including when we were here in Atlanta from, you know, early 90s, 80s, whatever, I've never paid attention on the air on a radio show to the World Cup. 94, it got big because it was here. It was LA, also before the Olympics. And we too. were doing well. I think uh, that Yeah, because be we got exception. past the first round. I remember being yeah. at Stooges Bar, with a huge gambling bar, by the way. Yeah. And, and, but, and no one ever watched soccer, but we were all glued. Yeah. And uh, Raphael, our bartender, was basically explaining it to us because we didn't know what was <laughs> yeah. going on. We are just you know, gambling yeah. on it. You know? yeah. What are they doing right there? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we had no clue, yeah. but it was, it was major. Anyway, but this, this, this year, this, and maybe because everybody was talking about Messi and he's never won a th- did a thing. And now... And uh, did he? Is he the one who changed teams, or has he always been with Argentina? I think once you're born in Argentina, you don't change. Your uh, well, who, who is it? Just it would change. Well, Ronaldo. Ronaldo yeah. He's going to Saudi. He's going. He, he that's left, a club. That's a club he left team. Manchester yeah. United or City. I forget. Yeah, yeah. there was some huge. And they were freaking, real mad at him, yeah. and he's over the hill now. Anyway. Yeah, and, so, and yeah. I mean, at this point, this is probably Messi's last run. No, he says he's coming back, which I think is a mistake. I don't think, do you think he'll be back in he'll four be years? 39. Yeah, that's Why a would you want to do that? You won the World go, Cup. Don't do what Tom Brady did. Go out yeah. when you win. Go out yeah. on top. Yeah. I mean, he's a god in, in Argentina. Oh, my God. He, he's a god in South America. Yeah. He's, I mean, just. Yeah. And by the way, they said today, they came out with the ratings and said, well, Brazil's still number one. <laughs> did, you, did you just not watch the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> they lost. <laughs> Brazil's still number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brazil. <laughs> um, okay, I talk about that. I saw, in fact, uh, it, was a very, it was like a tearjerker story. Dansby Swanson talks about his lifelong link to Chicago as he meets the press in the Windy City for the so-and-so, and uh, we have different reactions. The guy grew that. up here. He's a Braves fan, yeah. and he took a shot at Braves fans, talking about the Cubs, the greatest fans in the world. He can't, he can't believe he's going to be getting to play for, you know, a fan base like this and stuff like that. Come on, man. They supported you even in the years you sucked yeah. here. Yeah. And I, I just don't get it. That someone from Atlanta, and it's reminding me of the Harry and Meghan thing. Where you know he gets married, the, his wife works in Chicago, and all of a sudden he's Mr. Chicago, buddy. If you think Chicago's the future and Atlanta's the past, you—I mean, you're a rich man, but you, the only thing you got on that head is lettuce. Well, I, the only thing I can—what th- I, 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 disappoints me is that it, it kind of changes my 
uh, overall perspective of, of what I thought of him as a person, right. you know, which which is disappointing to me. He just dumped me. on us. Yeah, um, but it's it's either, either if, if he made the decision based strictly on money, mm-hmm. or if he made the decision based on his wife. Maybe she said, "Look, I'm not. I don't want to go back to LA. You know, it's it's got to be just money." Right. And then, I mean, I can understand when he. You know, okay, you're in Atlanta your whole life. You go to Chicago as your new team. Obviously, you can't say, "Boy, I sure miss right. Atlanta." You I mean, got to kiss he, ass. Yeah. So, and he mentioned he told the story when he was a little boy. He used to tell one his grandfather here in the south to go play baseball with him and throw him grounders or something and he said grandpa was always watching the cubs on wgn tv which turner's thing back Poor then bastard. you could watch cubs games every day uh, hell i did I, that was all it was on back then well, it was, you know? the mets on wor yeah. the braves on the tbs braves and, and, yeah. and the cubs and yeah. the cubs and i used to watch them all the time so anyway um uh, and, and so he talked to the story about how it was so important that his dad was always watching Cubs, and now I get to be your da da da. So I, I can kind of understand it, but still, it comes. It just it seems kind of raw, and uh, um, I don't know. I, I was uh, kind of turned off by it. I was I was. You can praise where you are now without taking a. D- and that's what that's how I read it. Maybe I misread it, but that's how I read it. So I don't care if they boo him every time. Yeah. Give him a little golf club the first time he shows up, and then boo the hell out of him the next year. Yeah. Because now he's a Cub. Yeah. He's a National League on another team. The heck with it. Yeah. Good-natured booing is always uh, is always. And maybe I'm misreading this. If you disagree with me, tell me. But I, I read that quote, and it was like, "You son of a bitch." Well, I, I I don't know. I didn't read enough. I didn't see it all. Obviously, I didn't see the news conference. I read a few things about well, it. The so Cubs I don't posted know. it. Yeah. They, they felt so proud about it. They posted well, yeah. him taking well, a as, box. Well, uh, yeah, as they should. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't the Braves out drawing the Cubs? Yeah, yeah. And plus, I I I, I can't believe you would want to go to Chicago for that team now at your age well, than stay for the World Series champion. 70 plus. He's got a world championship. If he didn't, maybe he'd have stayed. But he's, I mean, they paid him well, I guess, way I guess, beyond I guess what I he's worth. I guess, I guess that's generational wealth you just can't pass up. But, but it's still, he was going to make $20 million a year, so now he's going to make $30 million a year. And that, that's why you, I don't know. I guess I can't relate to, to being in that kind of a, where that may, you know, after know. after taxes and expenses and agents and everything else, I mean, how much more really is it worth for how many more years that you need, that you're never going to take care of your family the rest of their lives? I mean, how could you, anyway, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Stan, uh, Dan's, well, he, you he know, did he, it. he set up his family. You got to give him that. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, um, <laughs> more than uh, <laughs> I thought I had for a minute there. I, I set him up real good, and then it all disappeared. <laughs> well, uh, 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 by the way, are we going to be doing the uh, uh, some of our traditional like old? old, old you want to do one right now? Yeah, why not? Night before Christmas, and all through the trailer, my cousins was snoring like six drunken sailors. The children were nestled all snug in their beds with the home shopping network stuck in their heads. The ashtrays were full and the beer bottles strewn looked like no one would stir, at least until noon. And and so I surmise that with a little good luck, the missus and I could sneak in a good... Nap. Nap. I'm, nap. Not sure. I'm having trouble with that line. Sleep, I nap. You could help me with that one. Rest, a nice rest. <laughs> so, uh, so I and my wife beat her, and she and her teddy broke out the handcuffs and got the whips ready. <laughs> I just put fresh batteries in all the adult toys when out in the street I heard a hellacious noise. I leapt to the window and ripped down the sheet and, and gazed in wide wonder at the scene in the street. <laughs> sheet. The full moon was casting a silvery light on a heartwarming trailer park holiday site. A stretch Hummer limo with eight hookers in back and their fat bearded pimp with a red velvet tack. <laughs> 
He was dressed in Armani with a lizard skin belt, a rock on each finger, and a chinchilla pelt. <laughs> his pearl-handled Beretta was engraved to St. Nick, and it was tucked in his trousers right next to his no, wallet. I'm still working on that Pocket line, watch, could be a lot of things, all right? I can't get a good rhyme on that uh, one. That's all right, sir. Keep the flow, uh, keep the flow. The, those gold teeth glittered as the crowd gathered round, and he unfurled a list that reached to the ground. He gave food stamps and vouchers and government cheese to the Hondurans, the Haitians, and the Vietnamese. <laughs> iPods and Game Boys and stereo equipment all recently hijacked from a big Walmart shipment. <laughs> and then to his chariot, the portly elf sprang. And to the grateful, he yelled, ain't nothing but a fang. <laughs> <laughs> to his curvaceous minions, he called, on candy, on brandy, on Maya and Star, <laughs> on cinnamon and Laquisha, get your ass in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, to bar skanks and bikers and paid hookers alike, <laughs> Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. There you are. A classic and a Merry Christmas. That was a small sample of the full podcast available Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's free, you know, at thekimmershow.net. You're listening to The Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. You're listening to the Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 1063. Hey, look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. You know, you can contact the show if you really want to <laughs> via the KimmerShow.net. Now, here's something crazy. There is a report which says the United States Marine Corps should stop being so damn manly. <clears throat> yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want the Marine Corps now to stop using gender-specific terms by the drill instructors. 
The Army, Navy, and Coast Guard effectively de-emphasize gender in an integrated environment, says this new report. Instead of saying ma'am or sir, recruits in those services refer to their drill instructors using their ranks or roles by the, followed by their last names. Gendered identifiers prime recruits to think about or virtually search for a drill instructor's gender before their rank or role. Oh, my God. <clears throat> The uh, chief of staff for the Marine Corps Training Command, a colonel named Howard Hall, uh, said, we got, uh, we got some concerns here. This is not a quick fix. Uh, we're incalculating in our young recruits that will or will not be reinforced when they graduate and enter the fleet Marine Corps. Uh, again, we want to avoid any quick fix solutions and introduce perpetrations down the line. Just speak English, please. Oh, my God. There's an effort to have the military branches to integrate boot camp uh, until 2019, all female recruits in the Marines were at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot at Paris Island, where I went, uh, in South Carolina. But now women are trained at both Marine Corps boot camps in San Diego as well as Paris Island. Uh, but they say training material is slow to catch up with the reality. And so they're aware, afraid that uh, Marines using masculine language and ignoring female Marines could be detrimental to the female Marines. Uh, for example, uh, the, uh, the male pro pronouns, a quote, uh, this is in the books, a leader who is confident in his decisions instills confidence in his Marines. Well, you can't say that anymore. <clears throat> Female Marine drill instructors were sometimes treated as less important than male counterparts. They, they are. They suggested getting rid of sir and ma'am in favor of the drill instructor. Yes, drill instructor. <laughs> Is it, okay. Uh... I have... I can... Oh, God. Anyway, the general neutral identifiers and big and bop -a -dop -a -dop, This is bullshit. Uh, total freaking bullshit. Uh, let me read you a comment from Eleanor Roosevelt. The Marines I have seen around the world have the cleanest bodies, the filthiest minds, the highest morale, and the lowest morals of any group of animals I have ever seen. God, thank you for the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can tell you this from personal experience at Paris Island. Um, and by the way, this whole language thing, every other word was MF or, you know, and they would break words in half. Out blanking, blanking, standing, private. Out blanking, blanking, standing. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, anyway, uh, every single word. But I, I, I have heard uh, uh, Marine Corps drill instructors in, for the female recruits uh, saying, uh, yelling at the top of their lungs as the women were marching that I want to, uh, I want to hear something. Uh, making wind noises. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, please, if you think that uh, people are going to be offended by using the wrong pronoun in the Marine Corps at Paris Island, just go run away. Go to another country. Stop this. I can't believe the only reason to have a Marine Corps is to kill people and break things. That's it. I mean, it's, I can't believe any of this. You can't let this happen. Yeah, God. You know why they're doing it? Not only this, but everything else they've been doing with the military the last few years since Obama got in there. They're doing this to break down the military, to take everybody who thinks the way we thought out of it. So yeah. when the time comes when the globalists want to, so it's all it's they can, global so community. our military will turn on us. Well, uh, again, we'll watch we'll down Main Street to try and take the guns, to try and put it to when the food riots come because yeah. we're all paying attention to Greta Thunberg yeah. and the food gets short and the warmth gets short and the AC in the summer. When they can march the troops down the street and they will turn their guns yeah. on us. Well, let's if they 
change them. Let's let's think back for the last like 50, 60, 70 years. Actually, let's think back since after World War II, basically. If, if that, I mean, to me, after, uh, the end of World War II was a, an incredible change in America. Subdivisions, you know, housing developments, people came back and, and the, the economy and, the, and cars and the roads and everything built up and, and industry and everything. I mean, it was a major thing. But what, what happened since then was after the, since the 1950s, despite, you know, the, obviously, thank God, the civil rights movement. But, you know, at some point, no more saying the Pledge of Allegiance in schools, no more saying a prayer. We used to pray yeah. in schools. No more Pledge of Allegiance, no more prayer, uh, no more sitting up straight at your desk and obeying the I mean, I mean, you know, discipline just went out the, out the rule. And as we got into the 60s and 70s, all of a sudden, you know, a free love and free sex and, and, and no more paying attention to authority and the generation gap and all this, everything kind of changed. Uh, so, you know, education changed, advertising changed, uh, the women's movement. All of a sudden you couldn't call a woman a girl, had to be, you know, and, and then everything, things were advertised were changed. So they got us, they got us in church, they got us in school, they got us in advertising, they got us on TV shows, they got us in the media. The last, and they got us in school, in colleges and universities, the last place to get us is the military. It's the last one left. Not anymore. They're gone. I, I mean, what else? There's nothing left. That's it. I mean, if you look at, you look at, you know, advertising, media, yeah. politics, education, yeah. military. I mean, there's only like, you know, four different categories of life in the, in the, you, in you the have, It's over. You have to break the military, though, to get them to do what you want them to That's do. It's unfreaking believable. The Marine Corps. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Anyway, all right. Christmas time, Christmas time. Oh, da, 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 Christmas. Would you, would you do something else again? No, I didn't. Um, okay. Um, and I do I do want to mention, uh, and, and, I, and I won't get sad about it, but just to mention it to realize that uh, it won't be the same. Uh, we're remembering Kara and Brooksy yeah. and Jack the Good Boy, too. That's going to be. Well, Brooksy's a, been gone for more than a year. Yeah, now. I know, yeah. but still, it just kind of, it all kind of rang together. And, and uh, I know. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a. A different one, but anyway. Um, so that uh, that that said and that acknowledged, um, um, off we go into. <laughs> <laughs> As Rocco Rocco said, "Boy, you guys really got me in the Christmas spirit." <laughs> Thank you, Rocco. <laughs> By the way, eat me. Uh, <laughs> Did you right. What to do if you wake up at three a? This happens to all of us. All right. What to do if you wake up at three a.m. and there's a cowboy standing in your room? Well, I think we've all been there. <laughs> Step one: check to see if you have traveled back to cowboy times. <laughs> all right, sir. This can easily be done by asking, "Is this cowboy times?" <laughs> Step two: if they say yes, it is cowboy times, then that explains everything. Back to bed. Back to bed. Step three. If it is not cowboy times, ask, cowboy, why are you here? Or, why are you here, cowboy? Mm. Step four, if they say, I need your help to find my magical horse, Rex, go with them, because this kind of thing doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Step five, if they don't say that, then this is a bad cowboy. <laughs> Step six, deploy anti-cowboy measures. <laughs> Somebody went through the trouble of giving us a little primer. <laughs> Sitting at home. All right. Uh, this is this happened a, a couple of months ago or something. The anniversary came up of uh, Alec Baldwin murdering that murdering poor girl. cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gang shooting. And so he uh, that day, he actually put a thing on his Instagram. It was one year ago today. Alec Baldwin Oh, yeah, did yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah, it was something like to that extent. Oh. It was one year ago today. <laughs> oh, accidentally. So, I never did it. I never fired the gun. So somebody wrote back to him on his Instagram account. 
Dear Alec, <laughs> I saw your Instagram post about the anniversary of the death of Helena Hutchins. Are you planning on shooting any other cinematographers to commemorate this event? <laughs> well, you got to keep it going. <laughs> oh, my God. And Hank Wade has That's put something. Funny. This is actually real. He took a photo of candy canes. It's Christmas. Yeah. You know candy canes. Yeah. Proof the world is ending. Twinkies has come up with a candy cane flavor. It's candy cane, Twinkie candy canes. Oh, no, I don't. Well, actually, if it's peppermint, I guess it's just peppermint Twinkies. No, it's Twinkie flavored. Oh, wait. Oh, it's a candy cane candy. with a Twinkie flavored candy cane. Oh, no, I yes, don't sir? see that at all. You don't? Can, uh, eating a candy cane that tastes like a Twinkie? Yeah. No, I, I don't. Uh, but once I, once I think we ate a candy cane. It's been a while. I mean, you know, they, we, they're around. Kids, everybody gets candy canes. It. But do anybody actually take the candy cane, take that paper off, and eat a candy cane? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Horses love my I, I give candy canes out to horses at Christmas time. Uh, the boss's strategizer says, if you had thrown Matt Ryan into the Persian army at Thermopylae, those 300 <laughs> Spartans would have found a way to win. <laughs> oh, God. Here's I some, feel bad. You know, it's too bad, but it's true. It's just a, some, and afterwards, you're, it. well, you know, we, we didn't uh, finish on the drives. We settled for field goals. Yeah, that's your reason to live, right. selling yeah. for field goals. There you go. Uh, the word Q. Can you spell the word Q? Q-U-E. Like Q in a line? Q-U-E. Oh, no. Q-U-E, Q-U-E. Quick. It's no, like, it's, no. Oh, no. I, I Wait a minute. Isn't it like, uh, isn't it Q-U-E-C-U-E or something like that? Think about it a second. The word Q, which is a British word for like standing in line. Yeah. It's a line. Yeah. Well, it's either C-U-E. It's not as hard as you think. It's either C-U-E. No, there's no C. Or Q-U-E. The word Q is spelled... <laughs> Q-U-E-U-E. Yeah, I said I did that once. And Daryl says, well, that's ironic, because the word Q is just a Q with a bunch of silent letters waiting in a line behind it. <laughs> Which is a Q of waiting. <laughs> I mean, think about it. No, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> no, Dan, you think about it. Uh, okay. Uh, I got silent a, waiting. We have a Christmas song. Oh, by the way, no. one more. Right. Bangin' Bunny says, Life is not like a box of chocolates. No. It's more like a jar of jalapenos. <laughs> what you do today might burn your ass tomorrow. Oh, hey Babylon. <laughs> Mark <laughs> says, I'm dying here. I have a cold, and I'm in a car fit of laughing so hard. Oh, well, that's hard to believe. <laughs> well, just wait, Mark. <laughs> We're not done yet, pally boy. My wife just gave birth today, and after thanking the doctor, I pulled him aside and sheepishly asked, how soon do you think we'll be able to have sex? He winked at me and said, I'm off duty in 10 minutes. Meet me in the car park. <laughs> hey, ho! <laughs> so I think I brings his wife to the therapist and, and they're complaining. She says, he doesn't, he doesn't make love to me, doesn't he? And the therapist said, well, you, you, you know, I'm, for God's sakes, just do this once in a while. He goes over and he kisses his wife and fondles her and makes love to her and she's going crazy. And he says, my God, man. He said, you know, that, do that three times a week. And the guy says, well, I can drop off here Monday and Wednesday, but you have to come and get her on Friday. <laughs> Something like that. Like, shortened version <laughs> and now our famous yearly christmas shopping story oh. very nice uh, attractive and expensively dressed woman walks into tiffany's she looks around spots a beautiful diamond bracelet walks over to inspect it as she bends over the counter to look a little more closely she unexpectedly quietly passes a little gas very embarrassed, she looks around nervously to see if anyone noticed her little whoopsie daisy and prays that a salesperson was nowhere nearby. 
She turns around. Her worst nightmare materializes in the form of a salesman standing right behind her. Good-looking man, very pleasant and charming. Cool as a cucumber, he displays all of the qualities one would expect of a professional in a store like Tiffany's. He politely greets the lady with, Good day, madam. How may we help you today? Blushing and uncomfortable, but still hoping that the salesman somehow missed her little incident, she asks, uh, Excuse me, sir, but what is the price of this lovely bracelet? He answers, Well, ma'am, if you farted just looking at it, you're going to crap your pants when you find how much it costs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a little Christmas song. Are you ready a for Christmas the Christmas song, song here for the camera? We're going to turn it up so we can Pennsylvania. <laughs> it is a, a British Where's school, from, British? a British school band, a uh, bunch of kids, uh, and they were doing so well in the solo. <laughs> you imagine the parents look actual. The parents saying, "My boy on the first trombone." I spent a thousand dollars on that baritone, and oh this is what I'm getting. God, <laughs> that's funny. It's only me. It's only the camera. Did you know back in 1983, I was in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. And I, Focus. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, get in touch with the show on uh, thekimmershow.net. You're listening to the Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.